Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 34 of Revelation chapter 3. And we're looking at verse 17 and 18, which speaks of naked and nakedness. And and we've begun a discussion of looking at the Bible's teaching of spiritual nakedness. And uh, we've seen that right from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, the first thing they realized was that they were physically naked. And that tells us that God has associated physical nakedness in the Bible with spiritual nakedness. That is, when a person's sins are exposed to his sight and continued exposure of a person's sins will bring the wrath of God finally in ultimate destruction. And and God therefore describes the sending forth of the gospel as an attempt to cover nakedness of certain ones. And and we uh, looked in Matthew 25, and I like to read this passage again, but more of it, so we, we get a good sense of what God is saying here. This is actually a very important spiritual principle that the Lord is establishing, and there is a lot of scripture that relates to this. Um, in Matthew 25, verse 31, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in, naked, and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me, and thee shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now here we find as the Lord Jesus is likening himself 
to sitting upon the throne of glory and and separating the sheep from the goats, that his people uh, who are blessed are the ones that covered him when he was naked. And how did they do this? When they covered his brethren. That can only be a reference to the elect. And the Lord Jesus pronounces the curse upon others who failed to cover him when he was naked. And that can only be a reference to those in the churches and congregations or or those professed people of God that did not rightly uh, divide the word of truth. They did not teach faithfully. They did not bring the true gospel of the Bible. And it's only the true gospel that can cover over sin. And this leads ultimately, finally, to blessing of the true believers and the cursing of the professed believers. We could say the blessing of um, the the few, the elect, and the cursing of those that were only called and were never God's elect. And we saw last time in our study how the uh, historical occurrence in the book of Genesis of Noah becoming a husbandman relates to this passage in Matthew 25. As, as John 15 tells us, the father is the husbandman. Therefore, Noah is a picture of God himself. But hold on, someone might say, how can Noah be a picture of God when he, he got drunk? He was laying there naked because he got drunk. And and then when he awoke, what what happened? Well, let, let's also read carefully again this passage in Genesis chapter 9, beginning in verse 20. And Noah began to be a husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine and was drunken. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be Jehovah God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And then that ends, and actually that's the last recorded bit of history from the life of Noah, except the the next thing we read in verses 28 and 29 is Noah lived after the flood, 350 years, and then he died. And so the last thing that God thinks to record in the life of Noah, as far as giving us any detailed information, is this um, unusual instance when he began to be a husbandman, planted a vineyard, he got drunk and was lying there naked, and and one of his sons... Uh, just told others about his nakedness, but two of his sons took a garment and actually covered him. And then 
Noah woke up. He awoke from his wine, the Bible says. And what happened once he woke up? He pronounced a curse on Canaan, and he pronounced a blessing on Shem and Japheth. And this is very similar to Matthew 25, because Jesus in that passage speaks of being naked, and to those that covered him, Jesus blessed them. And Jesus also spoke of being naked, and to those that did not cover him, he cursed them. In Matthew 25, it's identical. It agrees perfectly with what Noah did. The ones that covered Noah, Shem and Japheth, he blessed. Well, I guess we have to explain Canaan. Why Canaan? When Ham's the one, well, that, I think, can be understood once we realize that this is pointing to spiritual covering. And Canaan is the son of Ham. Ham is the progenitor of the Egyptians. And the Egyptians in the Bible point to mostly the world. And the world has no commission. It has no commandment from God to cover anyone uh, spiritually, to cover over the sins of individuals. It's only those in the churches that have that command or those that, that are God's people specifically that are given that command. Canaan is the progenitor of the Canaanites. And, of course, the land of Canaan is the promised land and identifies with God's kingdom. Therefore, Canaan identifies with the the people in the churches and congregations who are given the task of covering the sins of individuals by sharing the true gospel so that the righteousness of Christ might be a garment for them. And and that's why Canaan and not Ham, as the world is not given that similar task. But but anyway, Noah awakes and curses Canaan for not covering him and blesses the other two sons for covering him. Yes, but I'm still uneasy thinking Noah's a picture of God when he awakes from a drunken stupor. That, that How can we say that that's God? Well, all we can say is this is the picture that God is giving us. Of course, God doesn't drink. He doesn't get drunk. But he is using this illustration. And he also uses it in Psalm 78, where it says in verse 65, Then the Lord awaked as one out of sleep, and like a mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine, and he smote his enemies in the hinder parts, he put them to a perpetual reproach. Now in those verses we find God awaking like one that shouteth by reason of wine in order to bring judgment. And that's exactly what Noah is a picture of here in Genesis 9. He's a picture of the Father bringing judgment. The awaking uh, from his wine is pointing to judgment day. And, and that's when the curses and the blessings are pronounced on the day of judgment. And, and that happens to be the day we're living in. 
as, as this is Judgment Day, this entire period of time after May 21 of 2011. But there's another statement here in Genesis 9 that refers to the nakedness of their father. And let's go over to Leviticus 18 in order to uh, try and understand that a little bit better. In Leviticus chapter 18, God speaks of the nakedness of a great uh, many people in many situations. And he especially goes into detail about um, one's own family. And he says in Leviticus 18, beginning in verse 6, None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am Jehovah. The nakedness of thy father or the nakedness of thy mother thou shalt not uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of thy father's wife shalt thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. Now here the Lord is saying that if a man uncovers the nakedness of his father's wife, that is the father's nakedness. And, you know, we don't have to think of a a person's own mother because uh, there's cases where a man would have several wives. And uh, actually, this happened in the family of Jacob. Jacob had different wives, and uh, some of his wives were like concubines. And one of his sons, because he had sons from these different women, one of his sons went uh, into one of his concubines and had relations. And the son wasn't related to that particular woman, but it was his father's wife. And therefore, it, it would come under the law of Leviticus 18, verse 8, The nakedness of thy father's wife shalt thou not uncover. It is thy father's nakedness. Now, this happened with Reuben. And we we find um, in Genesis chapter 49 that uh, Jacob, nearing death, addresses all of his children, and he refers to this um, situation with Reuben. Reuben had gone in to Bilhah, one of his concubines, uh, That that's um, back in Genesis 35, verse 22. And in Genesis 49, it says in verse 1, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Now that immediately gets our attention that God is going to speak of things occurring in the last days. And that could be a phrase that identifies with the entire New Testament era or especially the, the time of the end. And then in verse 2, Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power, unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defilest thou it. 
he went up to my couch. Now here God is moving Jacob to record these words. And Reuben was the firstborn. Reuben should have received the blessing and the birthright that the firstborn gets. And yet he did not. And the reason is because he went up to his father's bed. He went in to uh, Bilhah, his father's concubine. And in doing that, the Bible says he uncovered his father's nakedness. Now, keep in mind what Jesus said in that historical parable with Noah, that when someone's nakedness is uncovered, it points we could say, to a gospel that is not a faithful gospel. It is it is not a true teaching of God's word that is sufficient to cover the spiritual nakedness of the hearer. And, and so Reuben, just as Esau was also a firstborn and should have received the birthright, but Esau failed to get the blessing. So Reuben is, is a similar picture. Someone who is, um, a portrait of those in the churches and congregations that ought to receive the blessing of God because they profess to be his children, yet they do not. And one of the evidences of this is that they exposed the father's nakedness. They, they, like Christ said, did not cover him when they went forth with the gospel and failed to cover the sins of God's elect that were out there. And, and so Reuben is a similar picture to Esau, someone representative of the corporate church. We read in First Chronicles chapter 5 a little bit more about Reuben in verse 1. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn. But for as much as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given unto the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. So Reuben lost his birthright. He lost the blessing that and and. That is, he was cursed because he went into his father's uh, wife, Bilhah, and he exposed his father's nakedness, and that brings the cursing of God. You, you don't receive the blessing of God if you fail to cover the spiritual nakedness of God's people. Well, let's uh, just go one more place to uh, see how another interesting passage fits in in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 we we read beginning in verse 1 it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife now of course it, even though it doesn't say uh, anything about nakedness. If there's fornication between a man and his father's wife, and it could be some sort of concubine 
or uh, a stepmother or something like that, that that there would be um, he he has gone in to his father's wife and therefore he has exposed his father's nakedness. Now, this is the same picture as Reuben. It's the same picture as um, Ham and Canaan that they did not cover the nakedness of Noah. And here uh, is this man, and this man is representative of the New Testament churches and congregations. And we'll see how perfectly that picture fits a little further as we keep reading here in verse 2. And you're puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you're gathered together, and my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now, let's uh, consider what God is saying here. There's a man who um, committed fornication with his father's wife. And we know the Bible tells us that means that he he has exposed the nakedness of his father. We also know the Bible tells us that uh, in the day of judgment, and judgment, keep in mind, began at the house of God, that the Lord Jesus will separate the sheep from the goats. And one of the big emphasis of God, of Christ, as he looks towards these two groups, is that one group covered him and his nakedness, and the other group failed to cover him and his nakedness, and and therefore left his nakedness open and exposed. And and that's exactly what happens when a man goes into his father's wife. He has seen his father's nakedness. And, and so here the judgment is pronounced as a result of this man exposing his father's nakedness. And, that, and that's what the church has done, the corporate church, because they have uh, taught lies. They've developed other gospels, other doctrines. They are not um, covering the sins of God's elect by the blood of Christ, and only the true gospel can be that covering. Therefore, they are leaving their father's nakedness open and exposed. And as a result, the judgment is, in verse 5, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Now here, God is actually giving us um, an, an exact information of what his plans are when judgment begins at the house of God. And it's because, well, again, they're not teaching the truth and my elect are are not being saved in the churches any longer. The gospel being proclaimed is of no use. It, it just leaves men in their sin 
their nakedness continues to be exposed to my sight. And therefore, I will deliver such a one, the New Testament churches and congregations, over into the hands of Satan. And that's exactly what God did when he loosed him, loosed Satan, and Satan entered into the church to take his seat as the man of sin and to destroy the churches and congregations of the world. And that is akin to uh, delivering this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. And what would the flesh be? It is the natural-minded people that inhabit the churches. When when God opened up the scriptures and revealed that the church age had come to an end and issued forth the command to come out of her or, or to depart out of the midst, to leave the churches. Well, it was the true believers that came out. And those true believers, well, they're born again. They have new resurrected souls. They, they were delivered in the day of the Lord Jesus, along with a great multitude outside of the churches and congregations. The great multitude would have their sins covered by the declaration of the gospel to all the world using the electronic media as, as God's people carried that witness to them. But within the churches, it was nothing but flesh now, nothing but carnality, nothing but those who had not the Spirit of God, and therefore it was flesh to be destroyed. And and that's what God did. Well, um, we've begun this uh, discussion by looking at Revelation 3, and that verse, seven, verses 17 and 18, where the Lord speaks of them in the churches that know not that they are uh, wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. They they don't know this is the case. They're not aware of it. You could tell them, and they've been told that that God's judgment is upon them, that there's no salvation in the churches. But since they're blind, they 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 don't know this is so, and and they don't realize their actual spiritual condition. Well, Lord willing, in our next study, we'll uh, move on now into verse 18, and look at some of the interesting language that the Lord has there.